0: So, Preston, we have a new Star Trek show out. It is Star Trek Picard, which I believe is the first Star Trek series to take place after um, Star Trek Nemesis.
1: Uh, well, there's, I mean, chronologically, yes. Mm-hmm. So, there's Star Trek Discovery, but I think that takes that takes place before uh, the events of Star Trek Nemesis. No, actually, I mean, I,
0: Star Trek Discovery takes place before the original series.
1: yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. and I
0: uh, don't not like there, discovery. I'm not a fan.
1: There are glimpses. Actually, I, I will amend it and say there are glimpses of the the, the late. Actually, after Nemesis in Star Trek, the J.J. Abrams one, because there there are some when Spock explains his story with Nero. Oh and yeah, all of that mm-hmm. he, there is some. There is some of that.
0: Oh yeah, the like the Romulans, which is actually explored in this one. So, they're actually keeping yes. to what happened. So, so I guess yeah, so I guess yeah, the, the whole canon thing. Huh. So
1: so I was really surprised when I watched it. You know, I was really surprised how rooted it was in the storylines of not just the next generation but but other properties. Like like and, and like random episodes. Like a lot of stuff is really is, is connected to random episodes of Next Generation and there's references to Nemesis and the the new Star Trek ne- uh, the JJ the, the Abrams Star Trek movie. They're all referenced and are mm. like like plot points are taken from all of them. So it's 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 surprising. It's it's very surprising how how um, how intricate it is with the old story.
0: Yeah, um, I, d- I didn't expect them to uh, include the J.J. Like, Abrams plot points from what happened in uh, yeah. Spock's universe. Like the Romulan star going supernova and the failure to, to save because, the, the thing.
1: Because most of, most of Star Trek recently, I mean, since J.J. Abrams and on, has been about, we need to trash your dad's Star Trek and start something new. Because your dad's Star Trek is old and stale. And, you know, uh, sure. You know, old Star Trek is old and stale and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. But, and you know, they, they, we got to reboot it and do it and make this exciting and, you know, lots of actions and explosions. And so when I, when I was watching Picard, I was like, oh man, this is going to be crappy. And then I was like, whoa, this is like a continuation of a lot of different Star Trek storylines from all sorts of properties. Yeah. I, I couldn't, I, it was shocking. It was shocking how connected to the to the canon and the and the lore and and i'm not talking about like in a star wars sense where oh my god they used you know that droid that was that that appeared in in five seconds of return to the jedi and it was the same model <laughs> and i recognize that no like like it was stuff from the past that is intricate to the plot mm-hmm. like th- this is a build-up this is a build-off of the other star trek properties um I mean it's trying to be something new. It's going in its own direction, but it's it's amazing how connected it is.
0: Well, I'm I'm binging Deep Space 9 right now. And I chose Deep Space 9 yeah. because when I was younger, I could not get into Star Trek. I thought it was boring. As I got older, I still couldn't really get into Star Trek. I thought it was a little slow. But but somehow I'm I'm able to like Really enjoy Deep Space Nine. And I think it's mostly the political aspect of it. There's always mm. war going around. There's always like you know spy stuff. It's like it's like it kind of it's it's almost Game of Thrones in space with Deep Space Nine, yeah. which I really enjoy.
1: Now, and keep in mind when when Deep Space Nine came out, there like TV was mostly still episodic. Yes. So for Deep Space Nine to go arc, um, and keep, and keep in mind it's not completely arc. Like they'll have a season and. Half of the episodes will be about the arc, and then half will be episodic. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of you're kind of getting through the episodic ones to get back to the arc. Um, you're,
0: you're, you're you you do fucking just hit the nail on the head because I'm new to Star Trek. Like I'm very new. Yeah. I'm enjoy. I, I love Captain Cisco. Out of all the captains, and I've seen several Star Trek episodes from several series. Out of all the captains, Cisco's the man. I love Cisco.
1: No, no, he's great.
0: He's yeah, so fantastic. And I will say that's my fucking problem with Star Trek the most. Everything is way too episodic. There's so you've seen all the TNG episodes,
1: right? I, I have. Yeah. I there's I've, sp- seen, I've seen I've seen all of TNG, all of Deep Space Nine, all of Voyager, uh, all of Enterprise. I have not seen uh, Star Trek Discovery. It's just, but you've seen
0: Red Letter Media's review of Discovery.
1: I have. I, you know, I have, I have a gist of, I, I know, you know, roughly what's going on. Yeah. If we reverse the polarity on, you know, it, it, it's always the joke. Just reverse the fucking it's, polarity. Right. Everything. But no, if the we one... We only have a 5% chance. Well, we'll have to take it.
0: The, the one thing I hate about Star Trek, and this is, this is so a, a couple of years ago, I looked up some of the best episodes of TNG, because I didn't want to go through the whole thing. I just yeah. wanted to see, like, the cool episodes, right? There is one episode that I was recommended. I forgot the name of it, but I'm sure you'll remember. It's when Picard, this other human woman, two Cardassians, a couple Romulans, and two Klingons are on this planet. And they're looking for a thing. And I guess they activate this recorded message from an ancient being. And it essentially solves the whole sci-fi plot hole of how come every alien looks humanoid. They have four limbs, a head, a torso. You know what I'm talking about, right?
1: Yeah, the episode's called Chase. Yeah.
0: I think so, and... I don't remember maybe um but but it essentially solves that plot hole like how come all aliens in the galaxy are humanoid they essentially resemble humans well turns out they don't resemble humans they resemble this ancient species that essentially seeded life across the galaxy and we all have something inside us that kind of connects us together which is a huge monumental discovery oh my god and it never gets brought up again. <laughs> that's my problem with fucking. There's, actually an, original,
1: there's actually an original series episode that's, um, that 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 touches on the same thing, and so the chase is actually kind of a follow up of that. But but you, that episode is a very good episode, which is why I remember the, the title of it. Um, they're they're jumping around different places, and then I remember at the end, you know, like the Cardassians and the Romulans are upset. They're like, they're like, I can't believe that. You know, we we would be, or no, it's the Klingons and the and the Romulans are really upset that that they're related. But then the Cardassian calls up Picard and is like, maybe we have something in common or something. I, for, I forget which race actually mm-hmm. calls him up, but Pete, you know, they're certain they are upset. Yeah,
0: and it never gets brought up ever again. They there's another episode where I believe Scotty appears in it and they find this insane Dyson sphere, yeah. and it, and it's like this is a game changer. Oh my God, what the hell is this? And Never brought up ever again.
1: Well, Dyson, uh, That episode is really weird because Dyson Sphere, I mean, they have to escape the Dyson Sphere in that plot, but there's no reason for Scotty to be there at all um, just because they just wanted to have a person from the original series in there. Mm-hmm. But th- these are interesting points because with Picard, you've got, there are a few things that, I've, that have always bugged me about the data storyline in general, and I'm talking about all the extra stuff. And it, it's interesting that they're tackling all of this at once. Um, they're pulling in a lot of different data Android storylines. One that I never understood why they didn't bring up, which is is why is no one studying the body of lore? So data was invented by this guy named uh, Nudian Singh, it's, um, he was a specific scientist who who, uh, who Nudian Tsung and he was developing data on his own in a vacuum. And so he developed a few prototype models first before mastering data. So he, de- he developed before he developed lore and then he, he eventually perfected things with data. Um,
0: oh, I'm sorry. I thought. I thought. Didn't Data have a daughter in the original series? A call, uh, TNG he called did. Lull?
1: He, he, he So Data had a daughter. Data tried it himself, based mm. on Noonien Noonien's, uh work, and he also failed. Um, Lull was unstable, just like Lore was unstable, and um, that was it. Um, now this gets into some various things. So there's there's an a, original. There's a uh, Next generation episode called Measure of a Man, where there's a trial in which this one scientist who uh, is trying to get a hold of data because he wants to replicate data, because he, he they, they were thinking they can use androids for dangerous um, missions, mm. and so he wants data's he wants to study data. And Data's oh, like, I remember this
0: episode. It's, it's an yeah. episode where they have to determine whether Data is property or, like, his own self.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. So he, uh, they have a big trial, and in the end, um, Data convinces not only the, the, the judge but the scientist himself that, look, I, you're not allowed to study my, my body. I'm my own person. I don't want to spend my life in a lab. So the scientist goes on to continue his work, and he's successful and so this is where, this is where synthetics come into in the plot line of Picard. Um, these are invented by that scientist from that episode, "Measure of a Man." Oh OK. So, right. This is why I'm saying. this is actually like really, really obscure like connections. So then it's like, well, then who are these? This character, uh, Laj and Soji, is that it? What what are the names? Dodge and Soji. Dodge, Dodge and Soji. Yeah, the two androids. So where do they come from? And the the, the answer is, well, we don't really know. Mm. Um, it's kind of a mystery that we're discovering, but they somehow are connected to Data and. But then they're like, well, wait a minute, why was Data painting a picture? He has this painting of Dodge before, you know, years before Dodge, you know, was, was developed. Where did that come from? And some people think that picture that he painted is really of Lol. And that Dodge is not Lull, but pe- some people think that they based her look off of LOL because he had this painting of Lol. Now we have no they may have some other explanation because that painting looks a lot like Dodge and it doesn't look like Lol. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Not that Lol and Dodge look similar. They both have black hair and are, you know, right. pale and, you know, pretty, um, you know, neutral neutral f- features. But um, the painting is clearly Dodge. It's not Lol, but and if if Dodge did look like Lol, you think Picard would remember, because he met Lol. You know, so I don't know. The whole crew met lol. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so this is just the first episode so far. I actually kind of liked it. Um, it was it. It got a little confusing every now and then because P- uh Is it? Wait, I gotta. I gotta say this. Is it Picard or Picard? Because Q always called them Picard.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I have no idea. I mean, he, he's supposedly French, so it's however a French person would say. So I guess it's it, Picard. He speaks French in this episode, it's very funny. <laughs> I asked him, so my wife is fluent in French, and I'm like, I'm like, uh, so how's this French? And he's like, she's like, he sounds like an old British man speaking French. I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so I got to say, like, the episode was a little confusing. So I'm, I'm really happy that they're incorporating yeah. the, um, the lore from the J.J. movies because I actually kind of like the J.J. movies. I didn't like Into Darkness that much, but I did like Beyond and the original. Right, era.
1: but this is, this is very clear that we're, we're in the original timeline. Right. But the event of the Romulan son collapsing and destroying Romulus and Remus like, happened. Mm-hmm. So, so the, like, that that event happened.
0: So the one thing I'm confused about is Romulus is about to be destroyed. Okay, fine, but here's the thing. Um, they say at one point 900 million lives are at stake, so Picard won, yeah. wanted to do with this Dunkirk-esque operation where he grabs 10,000 uh, shuttles and he's going to go over there. And apparently yeah. synthetics hijack the whole situation, destroy the shuttles, kill hundreds of thousands of people, and the operation is abandoned because Starfleet can't spare any more resources to undergo this rescue operation, not to mention the Romulans are Federation's old enemies. Okay, fine. So what happens to the 900 yeah. million people? Do they all die? Do only some of them escape?
1: Uh. Well, clearly clearly, a couple are with Picard. So, you know, these are clearly refugees, right? Mm-hmm. You know? And, and, they're, they're, and, they're, and they're clearly making a political statement about, um, about the situation that, like, you know, with something like Syria, you know, like, oh, we, we can't, we don't like the Syrian government, and the Syrians, the Syrian government has done a lot of bad things, but the people are innocent people, and these are refugees. I mean, this is clearly, like, the what, what they're saying, mm-hmm. you know, so you've got, you can't blame, you know, an entire people based on, you know, what a government does, and you can't stereotype an entire people anyway, um, so... I I was a little confused on how the synthetics related to the Romulan plot because the synthetics attack Mars and the synthetics are somehow involved in the refugee rescue that Starfleet abandons and thinks that they don't want to do it anymore and then they end up banning synthetics. Um, After this, too, because of the attack on Mars, I'm actually a little shaky on how the attack on Mars was related to the Romulan uh, rescue effort. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the the Romulan rescue operation. Like, why would anyone want to stop the Romulan? I mean, unless there's some sort of space, um, you know, Richard Spencer out there or something uh, (laughs) (laughs) who wants to stop refugees getting saved. You know, um, and you kind of this is
0: kind of a brilliant move on their part in a sense, because you kind of have to like ban synthetics. You kind of can't have synthetics be a thing in the Star Trek universe, because then you have yeah. to ask the question, well, why do we even need like humans on those ships? Why not just send synthetics to do everything? And then it kind of gets a little boring, yeah. right?
1: Well, I mean, I will say it doesn't like the Star Trek plot doesn't really make too much sense, because since that since the big issue of. So that, that episode Measure of a Man, there's a scene where uh, Picard goes and talks to Whoopi Goldberg. And Whoopi Goldberg's like, you know, all through history there there's 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 jobs that uh, you know, regular people just didn't want to do. You know, dangerous jobs, horrible jobs. And so they always found a different class of people to do those jobs. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, if they weren't willing, they would get then force them to do it. And Picard's like, oh, like we're talking about slavery here. Like he wants to create all of these sentient androids to be our slaves. And you know, there's this big like, oh crap. Um, which is, you know, puts more stakes to handing over data. Like, do you want to just do you just want to man all of these starships with sentient androids and then send them into incredibly uh, hazardous areas? Um, to be your slaves. Well, I don't know. That's you know, it's pretty it's pretty serious when mm-hmm. you put it like that. Um, but the thing is, is and this gets into Voyager. Like, they invented photonic life life at this point. Like, completely sentient um, people that that are like data, but they're made of light rather than being made of of circuits. But you know. No one, no one was like the doctor after running for five years, like or so, was considered a complete member of the crew, like not to be expended, like you know, a person with his own uh, thoughts and, and dreams and everything. In fact, he even marries uh, a woman and 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 has children and all sorts of things um, in an alternate timeline. So, they could like. Why are they bothering with synthetics when they have photonic life I mean they could just use photonics unless they got banned at some point but they didn't because because Picard actually goes into the library at a photonic he talks to a photonic
0: so, so I am I've never seen Voyager I was told to stay away from uh, Voyager because Voyager has has like a worse problem with um just things not mattering in the grand scheme of things than anything the one I was told to watch a few episodes ones involving with seven of nine and the Borg and all that stuff mm. so you we once discussed this briefly um, you mentioned that Tng was 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 a pretty good show nonetheless but they had to yeah. constantly include the Borg to shake things up and they kind of wrote themselves against the wall in a sense with the Borg
1: yeah well I mean the original next generation I think there's only four episodes with the Borg.
0: Which is crazy because um, when I think of TNG, yeah. all I like I remember the Borg being a part of it like a lot.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose no. I mean, okay, not four. I, th- there's six if you count the the lore episodes with them, but there's not many. They don't deal with the Borg too much. Um, and they, there's an episode where they meet the Borg. Then there's a two-parter where the Borg come to Earth, and then they defeat him. And then there's an episode where they find this young Borg named Hugh, mm-hmm. who they liberate and then send him back to the collective. And then there's a two-parter where Lore finds their cube that was cut off and takes them over and becomes their leader. But they're not really part of the collective anymore. So they're not, you know, there's not that many. They're not really the Borg. Um, Voyager, there's a lot more episodes with the Borg.
0: Right, okay. Uh, yeah. So this episode itself, I don't know, it, it was weird. I, I I kinda did like it. Um the fact that we get you know, we get the Borg again or the Romulans using the Borg because I, I think that at the end of Voyager the Borg are dealt with like indefinitely, like they're done. The queen is dead, they're all done.
1: No, I mean they're not they're 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 hurt bad. They're not bad they're not destroyed completely. Oh, they're not destroyed completely. No, 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 no. But she 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 has a huge major strike. Mmm. I mean, do you want me to spoil all of Voyager for you cuz I'll do it real quick? Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so, so so the essentially the the galaxy is is broken into four quadrants as you know. Mm-hmm. Alpha, beta, gamma, delta. Earth is you know, in the alpha quadrant but not that far from the beta quadrant, but um and so the, the next generation and all that lives in the in the in the alpha and beta quadrants so deep space 9 they find a wormhole that goes to the gamma quadrant the gamma quadrants ruled by m- mostly the dominion and then in voyager voyager gets somehow warped to the delta quadrant uh, all the way to the delta quadrant mm-hmm. so it's a fairly episodic show much more like tng than than uh, than um, deep space 9 is at the at the end of season 3 They reach Borg space. Mm. Uh, And the big surprise surprise is the Borg are getting murdered by this other alien race. Species
0: 8472 or something like
1: that? Yes. And so Janeway makes a deal with the Borg to kind of get past Borg space. Um, so she she makes a deal like safe passage for like a way to stop eight, 8 four seven two because they figure out how to how to defeat eight four seven two and so you know they, they get past Borg space and they get they start getting little jumps so as, starting in season four to season seven they start getting little jumps like sometimes like you know they'll find a little wormhole or one uh, some character will push them you know more years to home. I think they'd make it 10 years closer after the Borg space to get out of main Borg space. Mm-hmm. Um so they get closer and closer and by by the by the last season they're like 20 years from home. And so the last episode is them arriving home having been having done the flight 20 years. So they they've been out there like, you know, 25 27 years total. But there's a lot of tragedy along the way, like various characters have died along the way. And so Janeway is just riddled with guilt that she didn't get home fast enough. So she decides that she is going to go back in time with future technology.
0: <laughs> this is this, I'm sorry, but this is something I've, I've noticed about a lot of people complaining about Voyager. This is essentially the entire plot of Voyager, a lot of back in time things.
1: Oh, yeah, and, and they even start making jokes about it. Like eventually this Federation, there's an episode where a Federation time ship from the future comes in and they're like, they're like, we hate Jadeway. Jadeway has been responsible for like eight major time paradoxes that we have to fix. You know, you're like, whoa. (laughs) So like in the future, like the Federation is super time traveling. So it's, so there's, there's a lot of jokes about. The, the time paradox there,
0: there's it. a joke someone told me like that sums up all the star trek captains like kirk would somehow get somehow seduce uh, the alien queen uh, picard would make a gripping speech about you know how he's right and everybody else is wrong cisco would somehow stare at the enemy until they surrender and janeway would somehow get her entire crew killed and then go back in time and fix it and nobody would remember yeah. anything <laughs> is that is that accurate yeah.
1: Pretty much, and Janeway. Janeway, she's she is she's quite a cowboy. Um, she's very like she doesn't really care about the Prime Directive very much. She's oh, just bra- brazen! She goes back in time with future technology, and keep in mind the plot of the last episode of Voyager, which is entitled Endgame, mm-hmm. is a very similar plot to Avengers Endgame.
0: Oh really? <laughs> oh yeah. You've actually mentioned this before, actually.
1: <laughs> yeah. So she, she takes the future technology, she brings it back in time. She soups up Voyager, uh, helping herself, helping, and then says, "I know a a, um, a Borg trans warp hub. There's only like four of them in the whole in the whole galaxy. Mm. It's a big deal. We're gonna go into this warp hub. We're gonna use it, and then we're gonna we're gonna have a huge bomb explode as we go behind." Crippling the Borg majorly, and getting you guys home, hmm. and so that's her—that's her plan in the last episode of, of uh, yeah, of Voyager.
0: But the Borg are thing now. I feel like I almost feel bad for a lot of uh, TNG purists who probably wanted a Picard series without the Borg involved, because it seems like <laughs> it seems like a lot of Star Trek fans don't like that the Borg are constantly used, and they—it's it, it, almost like the writers don't have any other really cool bad guys.
1: The Borg. I mean, it's there was a time where everyone was just so into the Borg. They're like Borg, yeah. It was you know they're like the Boba Fett of of uh, you know oh, really? like something that they that everybody's just obsessed with. They're like oh they're so cool, but writers kind of knew that they were the Borg were very limited. Um, you know, they, what do you do with a mindless, uh, single driven force for expansion? Like there's no there's no depth to that. And so that's why they started changing the Borg quite a bit. Like, this is why, like, first contact, the Borg has a queen. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, it's a little different. There's now more emotion and, and, you know, involved. So eventually, I think the fandom caught on to that. Because Voyager, because it wanted some ratings and it wasn't doing that great, decided, fine, you know what we're going to do? We're going to throw Borg. Borg all the time. We're going to have a Borg (laughs) member of the crew, Seven of Nine. Yeah. Borg, 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 and finally the fandom caught on to the fact that like, oh, actually the Borg kind of sucks. <laughs> like,
0: well, um, is is it okay that in in Star Trek Picard we're 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 coming back to them kind of because towards the end of the episode we see that the Romulans yeah. have made their home <laughs> inside a Borg cube, somewhat of a kind of a destroyed Borg cube. I feel like I see like they have like force yeah. fields around like the destroyed areas, but, um, like. Has it been enough time without the Borg to reintroduce them kind of?
1: Well, we'll see what they're doing. I think they're probably just using Borg technology. Uh and that we won't see much of the Borg. Hmm. You think so? Yeah. I mean, the Borg <clears throat> how they kind of left things at the end of Voyager is that the Borg are like, "Okay, we're 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 sick of getting our ass kicked by the Federation. We're we're going to go, we're going to retreat from from that area." Um so, I mean, it'll be interesting because you can tell that the writers, you know, are we going to, when we say the Romulans, like, what do we mean? Do we mean a group, specific group of Romulans? Do we mean the Romulan government? Like, what what do we mean by the Romulans? Are all the Romulans going to be evil? Because hmm. that doesn't sound, because we've opened with with a bunch of refugee Romulans. Right. So, to all of a sudden say they're all evil would be a really weird, st- like, political statement. <laughs>
0: well, well, for some reason the Romulans really want to go after uh, Dodge and they have some kind of interest in Soji. They have some kind of interest in these androids because you know, yeah. one of the first scenes with Dodge, uh, Romulan black op agents are trying to, I guess, capture her. And if they can't capture yeah. her, their, I guess their mission is to destroy her. And I gotta say, um, I love the action. Action is pretty cool seeing action like this in star trek after binging the hell out of deep space 9 and i'm still binging it mm. is a little weird it, it seems very jj <laughs> abrams of star trek
1: because they're they're not doing you know there's the joke about the star trek punch which is which they they're always very consistent the star trek punches of like you you have you put your two hands and you clasp them together oh
0: yeah i see oh god every little you know, double fist everybody and loves and you, you, using you that hit move people. yeah yeah it's <laughs> <That's> great <laughs> that move and the fact that uh, whenever a ship is being attacked the console always explodes, and that's how the person gets injured. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly. <laughs> so the, yeah, they've they, they've changed things quite a bit. All of a sudden, we've got this we've got this um, character who who can fight. Of course, you know they they put a little hood on her because they're like, okay, we put the hood on now we can put in the stunt woman. You
0: know? <laughs> <laughs> and I gotta say, like her going to Picard, I don't I don't really understand why him of all people because. I love Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart is amazing. I grew up with him, you know, because he was Professor X in X Men. Um, yeah. But Patrick Stewart, he's gotten a little older, and I feel kind of bad for the actor. Obviously, he didn't run up all those stairs, but my God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> holy oh, shit, yeah. he just seems so, out of place and with all the action.
1: My, yeah, it reminds me of so. There's this, um, there's this horribly bad movie starring Anthony Hopkins and Chris Rock. And it's this action movie. It's dreadful, dreadful movie on so many levels. But it's hilarious because Anthony Hopkins is ancient now, but he was still super old when they filmed this movie. Mm. And there's all these action scenes. But Anthony Hopkins is, like, you know, fat and overweight and old. And, like, he can't do any of it. So, like, they'll keep doing these cuts where it'll show people run. and, And Anthony Hopkins will, like, fall, like, 50, 50 steps behind as everybody else runs, but then they'll turn a corner, and then he'll be he'll be back he'll be back up with them, and then he'll fall like fifty steps behind, <laughs> and then they'll make a cut, and you know and it's like how is he? You know, he's clearly not keeping up, you know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, P- Picard he he can't be in these action scenes. He's 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 uh, he's old. I mean, I will say that, and like Anthony Hopkins in Westworld. Um, Patrick Stewart is clearly phoning it in, but him phoning it in is still so much better than an average actor, mm. you know?
0: I mean, does this new era of Star Trek have room for – because he's obviously going to be the captain of a new ship and it's going to be a ragtag crew of you know misfits or whatever – does, does Star Trek have room for a captain who isn't part of the action like in previous uh, series? Because I remember in the TNG, once again, I've only seen a couple episodes here and there. I only saw, you know, some of the, what, what critics would consider some of the best episodes of TNG. I didn't see all of it. Um, but even some of those episodes, he still kind of goes in with the action. Sisko goes in with the action. Janeway kind of every now and again. She's She's on the front lines every now and then. Kirk, of course. Archer, I believe someone made the joke to me once that Archer gets his ass kicked by every alien species, so he's on the front line. Um, does Star Trek really is Star Trek really ready for a captain who kind of just has to sit back and just not really well, take the reins? Well, what's
1: funny, it depends if you're talking like next generation Picard versus next generation movies Picard, because hmm. next generation Picard would always send Riker on the away.
0: Oh, okay, and
1: he, he would be the thinker. You know, on the bridge, um, and so it was very different from the original series, where where Kirk went down to the planet, which is ridiculous, you know, concept. Like you're going to send the captain down to the planet, mm-hmm. you know, that's dangerous. Um, so Picard never went on those missions, but then in the movie, all of a sudden, they they turn Picard into action hero, uh, which is completely completely not his character and ever you know, but they just did it, you know. Let's have Let's have them do uh, 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 dune buggies through the sand for some reason. Him and Worf, and you're like, what? How? <laughs> let's have him with a machine gun, like mowing people down in, in a in a uh, in a in a restaurant with the Borg. You know, all of a sudden, he's he's a very different character. <laughs> machine gun. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that happened. Oh, that really
0: hours. happened? Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah, in First Contact, he like goes he he goes into the holodeck. He's running from some Borg so he like puts on like a 1920s 1930s like world and then he like removes the the safeties and then shoots a bunch of borg with machine gun with a with a with a uh, tommy gun jesus yeah.
0: christ well i don't know it, it just seems he just seems very out of place especially when dodge is like doing all these this kung fu and jumping like you know 10 stories in the air like and just just yeah. doing all this and like laser beams flying all over mm-hmm. the place he just seems very out of place like I, I feel like he's just gonna be a spectator, and I don't, I don't know if everybody's ready for Picard of all people to just be a spectator this time around. Obviously, he'll be making yeah, speech. I mean, I will
1: say, I will say that he elevates like the script and the plot quite a bit, because mm-hmm. um, there, there, there was a lot of like really silly, ra- like I would say twelve-year-old writing on on how things got together. How so? Like, well, for instance, Dodge, like needs we need to get the character of dodge to meet picard and they just have her have a dream of picard and then show up at his winery and she's like are you picard who are you like what there was no there was no introduction there's no organic way for these characters to meet so she he just she just shows up and patrick stewart has to struggle and make that scene work and he does he makes that scene work but it's it's one of the oddest Things like I'm just gonna write a character having a dream, and then she's gonna need to find Picard because she had a dream about him, and so she's gonna show up at his winery out of nowhere. Like, when does that ever happen? in a story? That's true, but you know, it was uh, but Picard, you know, I mean, Patrick Stewart makes it work. Um, like I said, it, it, this is not his finest acting, uh, but well, he's tired, and it's pretty, it's pretty good. Like, that's what I'm saying. His. His bad day is better than everybody else's, is most people's good, good days, so...
0: I'm sure it's... it's I, I'm just surprised they, they, they tapped him to do this, because I, I tried Discovery. Discovery was just kind of... Eh. I mean, I, I can't yeah. buy that this takes place before the original series. It just doesn't look it. It really <laughs> doesn't. They were better off just placing Discovery in the J.J. Abrams universe, which I believe is called the Kelvin timeline. Um, they okay. were better off putting it in the Kelvin timeline, not in the original timeline, with everything else, because just it looks and feels off. But um, no, I'm kind of excited for this show. I, I the, the first episode, I thought it was okay. Um, I've seen better Star Trek, which is weird, because I haven't seen that much Star Trek compared to you. But w- did you like the episode? Yeah.
1: I did. Um, I think a lot has to do with expectations. I went in with super low expectations, and then I was really pleasantly surprised. I was like, wow, this is, you know, well, first of all, it's, it's a lot deeper than I thought it was going to be. Like, they're dealing with a lot of different issues, science-wise, politics-wise. The acting was was much better than I thought. Um, it was linked into the plot of all of these other things. Uh, there's a lot of mysteries that made me want to watch next week because I I don't really know what's going on. Um, so I was really impressed. I don't think the average person like would get it like, but maybe there's enough that you don't need it. You know, but like you don't need to know who lol and 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 that trial that where where these synthetics came from and I guess that's none of that's needed who who B four is and why the Romulan star collapsed and
0: well the Romulan you they have a to... star empire so I'm assuming because they like I said that's the one thing that confused me about the episode because the reporter's like well the Federation was kind of hesitant at first to help out their oldest enemies uh, it's nine hundred million lives. Okay, fine. So did Picard ever get the rescue operation over there and bring them to Mars, and then the synthetics attacked, or the synthetics attacked before the operation even began, before the the, uh, the rescue ships yeah, went to yeah Yeah,
1: no, for some reason the Romulan Empire is called the Romulan Star Empire. Um, I, I, I don't know why, um, but, this, but then the, the plot at the beginning of J.J. Abrams' Star Trek is that their son is about to supernova... And Spock has a solution to uh, stabilize their star, but it fails. And the planets are destroyed anyway. Um, And Spock being involved with the Romulans also comes from another next generation plot. There's an episode called Reunification where Romulans are, are, well, Vulcans are a shoot-off of the Romulans. And so he's thinking about trying to unify the Romulan and Vulcan people after their, their tens of thousands of years of being apart. Mm-hmm. And so he's, he was... When we last see Spock, he's in the show, Next Generation. He's on Romulus working for reunification. And so he really thought that if he could help stabilize that star, the Romulans and the Vulcans could have a future together. Um, but he fails. And so Nero goes back in time and destroys Vulcan. Um, as, as a uh, as revenge. And so in the Kelvin timeline, there's no Vulcan.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So so like I said so far, I'm I'm fairly new to Star Trek, but I know enough to kind of get by. I know the Battle of Wolf uh whatever whatever. I know the I know the Borg. I know 7 yeah. of 9. Uh 7 of 9 is probably the coolest thing to me about Voyager, and I was told to stay away from Voyager cuz I I was told, you know, given details and even giving me some right now that I wouldn't like it, and I kind of just I'm not excited about it. However, I do like the concept of Seven of Nine. That's a super cool character. Um, And it seems like Picard is going to integrate all the really cool things about TNG and Voyager that people enjoy, you know? The Borg, Picard's speech-making, you know, uh, the Romulus, uh, the Romulan thing. Um, I, I remember in TNG, the episodes that I did see, like, the whole synthetic thing with Data being a huge thing, like him being kind of a bigger character than most of the crew. yeah. Being super Yeah, important. no, he was
1: Data's definitely the, the the second character of the show after Picard. Mhm.
0: I love Worf. Honestly, I I just hope we get to see Worf again. Deep Space 9 made me love Worf. So, we probably won't get to see Worf in excuse me, in season 1, but we'll probably see him in season 2 cuz I know Patrick Stewart tapped Whoopi Goldberg to come back as Guinan for season 2. Like oh, he, really? he, yeah he went on the view and tapped her in and asked her if she would and she said yes so we probably will see Guinan again um I honestly just want to see Q his
1: That's son is of... actually an acquaintance of mine
0: wait wait a minute wait a minute um get the fuck out of here are you serious yeah I mean yeah, you know acquaintance I don't know him well but yeah dude you do this every time like you drop these like random ass like really cool information like and you're all nonchalant <laughs> about it get the fuck out of here Hold on. Q Star Trek hold on no way I'm so sorry. you you know Keegan De, DeLancey? Yeah, yeah. Really? Wow. Oh, and me and him almost share a birthday, kinda. Um, he's, so he's, he's he's
1: he's a he's a he's a foreign service officer.
0: Get out of here! Really? Oh my God! Wow, that's that's actually pretty. Have you like discussed like Star Trek with him? Of course you have. No. No, you know, really. You know, what? That's like that's like that's like being buddies with Keanu Reeves and never discussing The Matrix or Bill and Ted's Awesome yeah. Adventure.
1: I mean, i haven't I haven't talked to him in I haven't talked to him in years, and and you know, it's just one of those things where it's like you you, you know, you just figure he doesn't want to doesn't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. He has other things. He has other things to talk about. Yeah.
0: Well, he was. I think it was one episode of Star was, Trek, and I think it was the last was one
1: called Q Two.
0: Yeah, I believe it was the last um, Q episode. But I hope Q comes back, because I really love Q. Q was a huge part of why I enjoyed TNG, despite him, like, appearing in, like,
1: only a few episodes. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that's why he's in the first and the last episode and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. You know, he kind of... He's an important character. But they couldn't put him in too much, because he is omnipotent. And what do you do with omnipotent characters?
0: I mean, I guess, but you could always have him, like... Like, I don't think... Do you think Star Trek Picard will finally kill off the character of Picard? No. You don't think so? No. If they do decide to kill off the character of Picard, I would love for Q to appear right at his final moments. Like, yeah. if anything, like, like we've also seen, we, we've seen with Marvel doing it, like, they can de-age people very nicely, and I'm sure they can de-age John, John DeLancey fairly well. I would love to see Q again. Q, Seven of Nine, we have the, you know, elements of the Borg in here, um, you know, Data's legacy is in here. It, it, it seems like there's a nice recipe here for a good sequel series to the original Star Trek, uh, TNG, and um, Voyager in a sense. I would love to see some of the old captains as well. Um, Jane Way, she should be in here. It's only been 19 years, I believe, since Voyager. And I think I, it's been 30, some, almost 30 years since TNG ended. So I would love to see stuff like that. Um, the one thing I will say I'm a little disappointed of is, once again, I'm doing Deep Space Nine, and there's a Dominion War going on right now in Deep Space Nine, and the Federation is taking loss after loss after loss. So I hope they kind
1: of address that. I'm trying to think uh, like, if it was addressed in the movies at all about those losses because like, they they mentioned the Dominion War in some of the in some of the later movies like First Contact and such but I don't know if they mention I don't know if they mention an Insurrection Oh so you know you know the um in, in they mention the Dominion War in Insurrection Star Trek Insurrection but they easily could have brought it in more because the Insurrection's all about a planet that can heal people and it's like they could have been like oh, we need this technology to heal all of our casualties from this war. But they never really bring that up. And, I, and everybody was kind of puzzled that they never did.
0: Yeah, that, that kind of that bothers me. Because, and it's weird because Picard, I believe, is in the first episode of Deep Space Nine.
1: He is, yeah. They try to make uh, Picard and, and um, Sisko not like each other.
0: Mm-hmm. Because of mm-hmm. Picard's time as Locutus. Or, how do you say that the guy's name? Lo, Locutus? Oh, right.
1: Locutus of Borg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The. Yeah, that's actually one of the the inconsistencies of, of the show. So when the original Borg appear, uh, they don't assimilate people. They um, they grow their people in drawers. There's actually a scene where they open up a drawer and there's some Borg babies inside. Mm-hmm. And then later they're like, well, this isn't very interesting. They only they only assimilate superior technology. Right. But then they just were just like, well, we want to have like. Patrick Stewart dressed up like a Borg. So they introduced this idea of like them assimilating people and then that it just stuck. They changed <laughs> they changed the nature of the Borg.
0: Well, the first episode, like I said, I actually I actually liked it. You know, scale from 1 to 10, I give it like what an 8. Obviously, this is not your dad's Star Trek like you said, and I don't know if it's supposed to be a spin-off or a sequel series, but um clearly people who are fans of tng are kind of a little iffy on this as someone who just enjoys the political and sometimes warring aspects of star trek i thought it was um i thought it was it was good i I, as a thing by itself i thought it was was it, it raises some interesting questions that i'm actually curious to see and i'm willing to give it a try but i did enjoy this episode
1: yeah yeah it was good it was good it was good it was good pilot i'm 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 looking forward to the second episode. We'll see we'll see we'll see how it goes.
0: Do you want to start covering uh, Star Trek Picard every now and then? Wait for a couple episodes to pass and then get sure, into we, it. You
1: know when, whenever we can, whenever we can.
0: Mm-hmm. Because we got to get back to uh, fire and blood. Everybody's getting fucking annoying. <laughs> <though>. <laughs> it's true. Uh, but Preston, uh, thank you so much for joining me. Like I I'm really I'm really getting heavily into uh, Star Trek a little bit. You know I'm I'm finishing up Deep Space Nine. Uh, I might. I might just uh, try my uh, hand at uh, at TNG again. I think you told me privately, like I should start with maybe season four and go onwards.
1: Yeah, d- don't watch the first couple seasons, but if you're, if unless you're like super into it, but yeah, the later the later seasons are are, are the golden ones.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you guys next time, maybe in a couple of weeks for. Uh, A few more episodes of Star Trek Picard. Until then, I'll see you guys next time. Have a good one.